Again, we welcome you to Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. Give Neil a call now, 888-787-KLIF. That's 888-787-KLIF. And now, once again, here's Neil. All right, Stubby, thank you very, very much. And uh, this hour is last hour, sponsored by the great people at Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with those helpful hardware folks. You get in there and please let them know that you appreciate their sponsoring both hours. That would be good for all of us. Make make you feel good, too. Um, need to uh, give the phone number, and then we're going right back to Daryl and Allen. 888 888- 787-KLIF. I have two open lines. I haven't given the number in 45 minutes. 888-787-5543. And I'm just going to go to Daryl right now, and, and uh, we'll try to help the poor guy. He's been holding on hold back and forth. So anyway. All right. So, Daryl, the, the main thing I was trying to say is the tree is going to have to grow into the surrounding soil in Allen anyway. And that's why you don't have to do a, any kind of big heroic thing uh, to uh, to plant it. That's always been my contention, and it works pretty well in that way. It will be uh, pretty stable once you get it in. It's not a bad idea to okay. stake it, but a five-foot tree, I don't think you'll have to stake even. Just make sure it's plumb when you get it in and look back at it uh, two weeks later and make sure it hasn't tipped to toward the north from the south prevailing winds. Yeah, it's got a single bamboo kind of stake on it right now and i was going to ask if that was would be adequate with the, all the crazy winds that we've had lately a bamboo stake against the winds we've had i think not but the 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 fact of it is that a five foot tall tree once it's planted in the hole i described to you is not going to not going to tip if it does tip a little bit it's easy enough to put your sharpshooter spade back in the ground and jiggle a little bit you would put it on the side away from which it's leaning and jiggle just a little bit when the soil is, is moist. I'm talking about two or three weeks later, and and straighten the tree without yanking on it, and sure. uh, and and then pack the other side, and it'll be fine. I don't think you'll have to stake one that size. Normally, I recommend staking trees, but they're usually not magnolias, and they're not they're not five feet tall. They're 15 feet tall. You know, red oaks and live oaks and things those need to be staked but yours won't need to would it require any kind of fertilizer uh when planting it or should it be generally good to go water is the main thing and it will not wilt when it's dry uh so you're not going to have any kind of a any kind of a warning uh you you need to learn to look at the soil and uh, recognize when it's dry i will tell you that from now through uh, september um, you can you can pretty much rest assured that you can go out there and water it every third day and fill that basin that you will make with the soil that you take out of the hole, and you will not overwater it. They're from the south, and it gets wet in the south, and so if you water it every third day and fill that that basin uh, full, um, there, there's no way you're going to overwater it. Uh, even if it rains, you're not going to overwater it, so you'll be fine. Um, I, I I'm going to take this chance to get on my soapbox for a second to speak to everybody over your shoulder folks we are now and it's probably already happening we're going to lose tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of new landscape plants due to drought because people are watering them with drip irrigation or with lawn sprinklers that is not going to work for a brand new plant for the first couple of years. You must water them by hand with a hose. You must. You need to invest in a water breaker or a water bubbler. A water bubbler looks like your fist, and it has holes the size of a pencil all over it. Uh, they're not common. You don't see them in, in very many places. I think a lot of the Ace stores now stalk them uh, just because I've been recommending them at their meetings. Um, it may be that some of the retail nurseries will have them, but they're also available online for 8 or $9. But they let you turn the water on at full blast, and you can put, uh, if that tree was in a 10-gallon pot, you can put 10 gallons of water on that tree in a, in a minute, minute and a half, which is a great thing. And uh, that's the way you get a, a new plant established. Now, you had another question about uh, Bermuda lawn. Is that right? That is correct. Yeah. <clears throat> so... I've owned this house about a year or so, and the lawns weren't really taken care of. They're pretty much a disaster. So, I mean, the 
process of trying to rehab the backyard, kind of putting a retaining wall against the fence, bringing the level up a couple of inches because it just erosion is just kind of taking its toll on the lawn. So I'm trying to raise that. And there's some pretty thin spots I'm trying to uh, bring back. So I'm trying to get, it's like, okay, so I've got grass seed and some uh, 20 fertilizer and I've got some soil topper. And I'm trying to figure out what is the correct order of layering that in, trying to put new seed and bringing this back and re-level out some low spots and just what order should I do things This is that Bermuda help. grass? Yes, sir. Okay. The correct order is get your receipt and take everything you just mentioned back. <laughs> let me, okay. Let me, yeah, I'm sorry to be quite that blunt okay. about it. I may be able to help you a lot, a lot better and make it easier for you. I have one sure. question to ask before I get into it, though. Is it full sun? Yes, it gets full sun at least eight-plus hours a day for the okay. backyard, yes. Okay. Well, full sun is, is full sun, and, and when we start saying it gets full sun for 30 minutes a day, eh, that's not full sun. you know. And, and so at some point when somebody puts a qualifier on it, I get nervous, but eight hours is adequate. If it's absolutely eight hours, fine. But when people start telling me their lawn is thinning out, that's the first question I always ask. It's the most common question I am asked of all 450,000 questions I've been asked. That's number one on the list is how do I get my grass to grow when there isn't quite enough sunlight? And the answer is you get more sunlight or you do something else. Um, okay, so, so when you have Bermuda that is not, not thick enough, number one, you mow it short to make it spread uh, because if it's been mowed anything more than an inch and a half tall, it's going to it's going to compete with itself. The blades will go up instead of spreading. You'll notice that the prettiest Bermuda you'll ever see is Bermuda grass that grows up in cracks in a in an alley, and it gets pounded by cars going over it every day, and it looks like a little pin cushion. It just stays short, which is really bizarre, but that that's actually a truthful statement. And so you you mow uh, you mow frequently and you mow low at an inch and a half if it's common Bermuda, the, the variety called common Bermuda. Um, that's number one. Number two, you want to use a fertilizer that has um, 30, 35% of the nitrogen uh, in slow-release form. It needs to be an all-nitrogen fertilizer, and what you described is all-nitrogen, but my bet is that what you have is ammonium sulfate, which is 2100, and that is all fast release. That is like drinking soda pop for your whole uh, diet system, and and the grass won't survive very long with that. If you needed to get grass to cover rapidly one time, you could use that, but you don't dare use that very many times or you'll end up with a thatch problem in your lawn. So it's better to buy a higher quality fertilizer, spend a little more money on it, and I just bought five or six hundred dollars worth of fertilizer for my lawn for my shrub beds and ground cover beds <clears throat> i have enough to last a couple of years but but it was two or three times as expensive as ammonium sulfate would have been fertilizers have gone way up in price because they're made from petroleum and and i'm a believer in inorganic fertilizer i'm not going to go out there and put manure on my lawn and expect it to look good quickly if i'm trying to make it look good a little faster i don't have any problem with that the grass does not discern the source of the fertilizer okay so that's the second thing and then i don't know what the grass uh, the lawn topper is but you you shouldn't need to add anything on top of the lawn unless you have some low spots where there's a rut or something and if that's the case i would i would i would dig some soil from a spot in your yard where you uh either need to plant something or maybe a garden area or something um, and and steal soil from your own landscape rather than bringing something else in. If you want to buy some bag soil, I guess that would be fine. But you have to be kind of careful, number one, if it's just soil uh, and has not been heat treated, you may introduce weeds. Or if it's some soil that is heat treated, but it may, it may not match up with your topsoil. Alan has the black clay soil. And if it doesn't match up, your your lawn may not respond uniformly. You may be able to see, oh, I put it over there because look how that grass looks compared to the grass right beside it. So, yeah, and the, and the soil topper is just like 
well decomposed kind of barkish stuff. So it's got some grit in it, but it's got some yeah. dirt component to it. So I, it's I kind stand of a mix. My first answer, I'd take your receipt and go right back with all of it. I, I'm, yeah, I'm I not even asking you where you bought it, and I don't want to know. I just get, you know, maybe one of my Understood. advertisers. If it is, it is. Yeah, and, and I was just trying to fill up the low areas, you know, for at least a decade of just erosion and if things of bark. Just, but but if it's bark, Daryl, it will decay and it'll be gone. True. Good that's point. The, okay. That's the problem there. You need soil. If you have a low spot, you need uh, some of that black clay soil. It doesn't go anywhere except on your shoes. <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay, so, so after yeah, you have waited that length of time, how many stars do I get for still being your friend? Do I get any? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're still there. You're still okay. at the top of the list. I'm doing well. I'm, I'm hoping. I still appreciate you. Okay. Yeah. Well, so that matters. And, and was, that's probably the big thing is the hype that I'm currently mowing it. Yeah, that usually I, I is. People, yeah, people, you know what happens is people mow the lawn and it's brown when they're through. And they say, rats, I better move the blade up a little bit so I don't have just brown grass. And that usually has to do with height and frequency. And if they'll mow, if, if you'll mow lower, it'll look really bad initially. And then when you mow frequently and, and mow lower, you begin to realize, ooh, that looks a lot better. Now, I, I'm going to leave you with one more comment, and that is that with Bermuda grass, I have found, I've had Bermuda for a long time, and I have found that when you get into mid-June or so, sometimes it does help to raise the blade one notch in mid-June. You go from an inch and a half to the next height up um, just because it it just looks better. I don't go the next one. I just go one and never move it again. Then in February, I drop it back down again when I scalp the lawn in February and, and repeat the process until June, raise it up one, drop it down in February every year. And, and uh, that's what I do. A lot of professional people will not change it at all. They leave it at the inch and a half and go for it. So I got to run. I hope I helped because you sure waited for it. You're a trooper. You did, and I appreciate your help. You take Thank care, sir. Have a good day. Take care. All right, here is the status now. I have no calls. Uh, people, I think, are gun-shy after our rocky beginning with the electronics problem and uh, hearing that he had to wait a while. But I have no calls. If you call right now, you're not going to wait at all. 888-787-KLIF. 888-787-5543. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, Texas' premier roofing contractor, has been serving the Metroplex with the, and beyond, I might add, with the finest in roofing since 1986. That is 36 years. It's a second-generation family business, and they have been doing it right all of that time. 100,000 roofs installed, and that's a lot of roofs. And we... Uh, if it hadn't been for us, they would have been 99,999 roofs. That's we have one, and we're proud of it. And I think probably almost all of those 100,000 people would say the very same thing. They did it well, they did it carefully, and they did it quickly, meaning they got in and got out of the, out of the way, and uh, they did it affordably. That's what I am predicting that all of their customers would probably tell you. That's certainly what I heard when I asked around, and it's what I tell people uh, from our experience. So I think you'll find them to be absolutely wonderful. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, serving all of Dallas and Tarrant Counties and beyond. 972-562-5788, WBRoofing.com. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. Once again, 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. I'm Scott from Lakewood Ace Hardware in Dallas. When you need reliable, localized help for those gardening products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Scott, very, very much. He has been a uh, an Ace Hardware dealer for a long time and a sponsor here since they began sponsoring the program, and I appreciate him very, very much. All right. Once again, 888-787-KLIF. Let's go to Fred in Bedford. Fred, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Yes, my question is, I have fertilized uh, back in uh, April, and uh, I have some greens 
yellowish spots in my yard now, but I know if we want to do that second fertilization about sometime in June, is if I fertilize now, is that going to affect those yellow spots, or how does that work? What kind of grass do you have, Fred? Uh, San Augustine. All right, my my guess is that you probably have take-all root rot, take-all patch. Uh, it is quite common right now. Um, as I drive around town, ride around town, uh, I see a lot of take-all patch, and uh, so and I'm getting a lot of questions about it. So I kind of okay. Well, now I, I treated this. for that with the uh, the Scotts uh, Disease X. Okay, you That's know, perfect. and it it appears that it's improving it, but at the same time, I was a little hesitant to come along and put another application of fertilizer on that those areas if it was going to make it worse. I don't think that's, well, let me put it this way. I think they're independent of one another. Uh, it oh, okay. is not uncommon right. to have, it's not uncommon to have to treat a couple of times for uh, take all root rot. So I would probably rather see you put out more uh, of the uh, azoxystrobin, which is the active ingredient, the, the uh, disease X, and uh, try to get rid of the yellowing that way. This is not a nutritional issue, would be my guess. Yes. Pull up one of oh. the runners and look at its roots, and if they are short and dark, very dark, uh, that that would indicate take all root rot. Um, as, okay. As, as now rotting this, uh, tissues are dark. Go ahead. Okay, this, uh, the peat moss, does that kind of the, do the same that thing the, as the uh, Scott's? Yeah. Let me let me explain the chronology of all this. The original research found that that uh, take all root rot fungus was not as active in acidic soils, or not active at all, and uh, therefore uh, Dr. Phil Colball with uh, the experiment station Texas A&M Experiment Station uh, found that if he put sphagnum peat on lawns, uh, it would correct it would it would retard the development of the fungus. Remember, I said retard the slow the development of the fungus. Phil called yes. me about uh, three years ago, two years ago. It's been three, and he said, "Neil, we have now finally a fungicide that will stop the development of the fungus, and that is azoxystrobin, available only at consumer level, as uh, as uh, the Holtz Disease X, available at uh, professional level as Heritage." And uh, and he said that becomes now our go-to means of controlling this this problem. The peat moss was just a temporary solution, and it was hoped and thought that the uh, azoxystrobin would be a more permanent, or at least a longer-term solution. Uh, I'm seeing a lot more take-all root rot, even with people who have used the fungicide so it's not perfect it's certainly not perfect yeah and and Fred, you may not out. have heard my comment on on uh, saint augustine in general that i've made i like i prefer saint augustine i grew up with it i love it uh, i don't have the allergy problems with it that i do with bermuda with the the molds and things when i mow the two lawns i, I really never felt great after bermuda saint augustine was my friend but it, like some of yeah. my other friends, has developed a lot of baggage in its life. And <laughs> this is the newest one. You know, first it was chinch bugs, and then it was brown patch, and then it was take all root rod and gray leaf spot. Uh, come on, enough, enough. And then freeze damage <laughs> and St. Augustine decline. The The odd thing is we thought, well, zoysias will be the answer, and zoysias get take all root rot, and zoysias get gray leaf spot. So I don't think we have a perfect grass yet. But Probably not. Uh, I, I think I think you need to keep using the disease X, and then as your lawn greens up, as it gets warmer, that disease will abate. Sometime between now and three weeks from now, then would be your time to apply your fertilizer. But put the disease right. X that's, out one more time. All right, that's exactly the way I'll do it. 
You've been right. a great help. I appreciate it. Good deal. Thanks for the call. Have a good one. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book, and it is on sale for a very limited time more. And that time is limited by when I run out of the fifth printing books. It will happen. I have a few hundred left. They are selling very, very rapidly. This happened last fall, October 24th, when I asked my printer to uh, to get me bids for a sixth printing. And they said, okay, here's your price. We agreed on the price. And a month later, they said, oop going to have a problem paper shortage maybe six to 12 months till we get paper so i started hoarding the fifth printing and suddenly about two months ago they they contacted me to say we have the paper we'll have them done in three or four weeks and at that point i said oh my i have a lot of fifth printing books that i've been saving and uh, i need to get them on sale right away so that's why this uh, price has been cut so dramatically. It's the biggest price cut I've ever put on the book. Until they run out, they are thirty-two ninety-five, and your satisfaction is completely guaranteed. You say, well, should I wait on the sixth printing? What is it all about? It has two paragraphs that are different. They're in Chapter 1, The Basics of Gardening in Texas, where I tell you about the hardiness zone maps and why I disagree with the 2012 map. I think that the night, uh, yeah, 2000. 10, whatever it was, uh, that I think the 1992 map is more accurate uh, because they they changed the zones. And I said, no, we're colder than they're showing. The 1990 map was, was more accurate. And sure enough, here last year came along. So I point out the fact that we had a really bad February 2021. Well, you know that. And I already had made that comment in the previous, all of the previous uh, printings. So no point in waiting. Go ahead and get the savings right now. It's thirty-two ninety-five. Eleven chapters that cover every aspect of outdoor gardening, landscapes, lawns, fruit, flower, and vegetable gardening. It's thirty-two ninety-five. You'll get a signed copy. The book is not in stores. It's not on Amazon. It is a hardback, printed on high-quality paper, and satisfaction guaranteed, or you get a full refund. Seventy-five thousand copies sold, and not one request for a refund yet. It will happen. I'll tell you when it happens, but those are pretty good odds. Here are the two ways you can order it. One is by calling my office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW. Not a zero, but an O. 1-800-752-4769. The better way is to order it from my website right now, and that's neilsperry.com. Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone. Leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. Oh, they're good. Whiskey Stone, thank you. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. These are the people that ask you questions when you go in. Questions like, how can we help you? But the difference is they care. They mean it when they ask you that, because the next thing they'll do is find the best person in their staff, on their staff, to help you with whatever it is, whether it's housewares, whether it is electrical, whether it's plumbing, whether it's garden, whatever it is. You'll see that happening, and you'll see them smiling when you come in the door. Try that at the big national chain stores. Hooey, they don't, nah, never mind, won't go there. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer. Find a great deal on miracle Grow Moisture Control Potting Mix. This is in two cubic foot bags. They're $15.99. Save $3 with your Ace Rewards card. Pay only $12.99, limit of $60. You say, I don't have an Ace Rewards card. They say, you can have one in about 30 seconds. 
and you say, okay, I'm going in. I'm going to get that. That's a big savings. If you get 60 of those and you save $3, that's almost that's $180 savings. I can do that math. That is at Ace Hardware. Beautify your potted flowers with miracle Grow Moisture Control Potting Mix. Specially formulated mix will feed your plants for up to six months. It protects against over- and under-watering. It absorbs up to 33% more water than basic potting soils so your plants can remain hydrated. Use it with indoor and outdoor container plants. It grows plants that are twice as large versus unfed plants. That is miracle Grow Moisture Control Potting mix in two cubic foot bags, fifteen ninety nine. But with that Ace Rewards card, it's only twelve ninety nine. A limit of sixty bags. At Ace, Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. I'm Mike from Grand Prairie Ace Hardware. When you need reliable, localized help in those great home repair products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. All right, Mike, thank you very, very much. Appreciate that. Let's go to Charlie in Mansfield. Charlie, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Neil. Uh, So we are building a new house, and we've got larger-than-normal awnings, and it's north-facing. So I'm trying to get some recommendations on some material. My wife loves color and flowers, and I definitely want to keep things up against the house that are evergreen. You got any suggestions? Okay, so you're looking for the plants that are evergreen up against the house to have color, or you're thinking about adding color out beyond those plants? Uh, Adding color out beyond those plants, sorry. All right, how wide are the beds? Uh, About 18 feet. They're 18 feet from the house out to the front of the beds? Correct. Whoa, those are good beds. Yeah. All right, and, and so you have shade all the way out to the 18-foot mark? Just about, yeah. All right. Um, and you're looking for annual color, I hope? Yes. All right. I will tell you the plants that I use for annual color at our house, because we have nothing but shade. We're in a pecan forest. Um, and I'm finally now thanks to the book signings I've been doing at home and during the spring, um, finally getting around to doing the annual color. I'm way behind schedule this year. I use a lot of begonias of different kinds, wax begonias, dragon wing begonias. Um, I use some fancy leaf begonias of different types, even angel wing begonias in pots. Some of the things that I use I, I keep in pots to keep them elevated. So begonias, especially wax begonias and dragon wings. I love dragon wing begonias. They're big, they're boisterous, they show up from a distance, they're beautiful. Um, I, you could use impatience, although they kind of play out in the heat. So they would be better uh, if planted uh, first of April. Um, coleus are uh, just, they've always been my favorite foliage color. Uh, since I was a kid in the sixth grade, I've grown coleus, and they've just gotten better and better and better. Uh, I can't go into any nursery and not take uh, 15 or 20 photographs of coleus. So uh, that that would be a, a given. I would try to find uh, varieties that have been selected because they do not bloom, because when they start blooming, that shuts them down. But they'll, they'll be beautiful. When Lynn and I were married 55 years ago, that's what I grew in large baskets for our wedding reception at my in-laws farmhouse and uh, they were nice. beautiful uh, so that's that's a good source of color uh, i use crotons i buy crotons and i do keep them in the greenhouse over the winter and uh, i use them for color in the shade they get a little bit of morning sun and then they're they're colorful the rest of the uh, uh, all, all through the time summer uh, spring to fall uh, i use um, Aglionemas outdoors in pots again, so I can bring them into the house or the greenhouse. Um, there are several really nice aglionemas. I use uh, plants that have interesting textures to their leaves, and that would be uh, things like uh, the various philodendrons. So I'm, I'm getting into some tropical plants now that that add interest. I use a lot of bromeliads uh, in pots. I sink the pots down flush with the soil. Um, uh, because that way uh, they look like they've been planted in the ground, but they're 
but they're not, and I can lift them and put them in the greenhouse. Uh, back to things that you could plant in the ground. Um, if you have a little bit of, of sunlight, then things such as pentas and angelonias probably would bloom for you. I'm, I feel like I'm forgetting a couple things that I really like, and, and I just am not thinking of them. Mandevillas will bloom uh, if they have uh, morning sun. I uh, just bought one of one of those. Um, that's a good starting point. I ought to get my book out and just look through the chart of the, the shade uh, color plants, but that's a, that's a good starting point. You know, strobilanthus. What, what would be your, I'm sorry, what, what would be your recommendation good. Go ahead. for for the uh, the evergreens? Well, in shade, uh, 90% of my landscape uh, is is hollies. I have 35 kinds of hollies, and uh, they have served me faithfully for 45 years. The shortest ones I have are carissas and dwarf yopons. The tallest ones I have are... Nellie R. Stevens, um, and and they're 20 feet tall, so there's something in between for every every use. Um, in the shade, you could also use Akuba. Uh, I wouldn't overuse Akuba, but Gold Dust Akuba would give you some color. I have a lot of Mahonias, Leatherleaf Mahonia. Um, those are those are good starters. I use Nandinas in the shade. They don't color up as well in the winter, unless it's deciduous shade. Uh, but I like their texture, and so I use them. Okay. Or uh, uh, I'll tell you a plant that is blooming very well for me right now in the shade is oak leaf hydrangea. They're four to five feet tall, white flowers. They're not like the mop head hydrangeas that are so just wussy in our area. These things are, are horses. They do well. Um, they're very shrubby and very dependable oak leaf hydrangeas so anyway that's that's a good start for you charlie i better run i'm about a break and a half behind my my log schedule here so i better run but hopefully i'll get you started thank you very much that was you bet you very much appreciate it good luck with it let me tell you about sunburst shutters folks and invite you to uh, give them a call to bring samples to your home or if you prefer to go to their showroom they'd be happy to have you there it's a part of their factory it's in an industrial park uh, so it, you know, that call is yours, but it's, it's kind of nice to see the sunburst shutters in your windows. They're set up to do it that way so that they can show you how they would look. They can see the surroundings a little better and, and advise you as to which would look best in your home. And, um, they have, these are plantation style shutters with the big louvers, two and a half, three and a half, and four and a half inch louver size. We chose the three and a half inch size at their recommendation. That's the middle size because we had uh, some that were, uh, we had some louvers already on some, some doors, some wooden doors that we had. And these matched up nicely, just really nicely. I love this company. The people are wonderful to work with and the product is absolutely superior to every other shutter you have ever seen for windows. They are plantation style. They are made of polywood, which is a man-made material that doesn't crack or warp. It doesn't split. It doesn't peel. It's color fast. What more could you want? It's beautiful. And they feel like they have been sanded to a thousand grit sandpaper. They're just wonderful. White or off-white. And if you need to have them faux stained or painted, they can do those as well. They can fit any opening in your home. Sunburst Shutters, also now available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco. Sunburstshutters.com, 214-343-2601. Sunburstshutters.com, 214-343-2601. Dallas-Fort Worth, it's Glenn Beck. I don't believe the Constitution is a death pack. And this is an invasion, and the government has the constitutional responsibility for the border, not the states. Join me from 9 till noon, live from the Metroplex, right here on Real News and Information, 570 KLIF. Neil Spray's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter that comes from my computer to your email Thursdays, just a little after 6 p.m., 
Uh, there are five elements to e-gardens, five stories, like a, like the old-fashioned garden sections used to be. You know, you'd open up your paper on Friday or Saturday, and there would be the garden section. You'd look at it, and, and uh, it would have local people writing the stories, and that was always good. And then eventually it uh, turned into uh, other things and kind of disappeared from some papers. Well, now e-gardens is available to you. We'll send it to you. I, I do a lot of the writing, almost all of the writing myself. Stephen Chambly writes one story a month, and Diane Sitton does another story a month. Otherwise, the uh, 25 or 30 stories, did I do that right? 20 or 25 stories I'm doing each time. And uh, one of them will always be a featured plant of the week, something that looks great or that needs to be planted right then. Uh, one of the stories will always be gardening this weekend, where I tell you the things that are most critical for the ensuing three or four days. And then I used to have a featured question of the week. Now it's turned into the Q&A section of eGardens. I'll just let you look at it and see how that has evolved. Oh, my goodness. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. You can see what it looks like by going to my website. That's where you sign up for it. You have to subscribe. I have to have some way of contacting you through your email, but I don't know that you have signed up. I don't ever look at that list, and it's done by constant contact. And you'll never get a note from me saying, hey, since you subscribed to eGardens, I thought you'd want this special offer. I don't do that. So don't uh, don't worry about that. So here is uh, what you do. You go to my website, neilsperry.com, same place you go to buy my book. and uh, But in this case, you click on eGardens. That's N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on eGardens. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. Protect all of your spring plantings, new and old alike, from the ravages of a Texas summertime. Just a few cents worth of water can save trees and shrubs that cost dozens, if not hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars. Learn to recognize early signs of drought, then step to your plant's rescue before they reach what's called the permanent wilting point. That is the point beyond which they cannot recover, even with deep watering. Slow, deep soakings are usually best. Above all, don't ever water by the clock. Plants will dry out at varying rates. You may be watering on three-day intervals in the heat of the summer, and once every week or two in late spring and fall, your trees may need no additional care during the winter time. So for new plantings or old plantings, the key to getting them through the summer, protecting your gardening investment, is watering. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. All right, you want to listen to that guy. He has good information. That's right. For the very best plants in DFW, visit your neighborhood Callaway's Nursery. You'll discover an amazing selection of big, healthy plants for every area of your landscape. Remember to decorate your outdoor living spaces with containers filled with premium varieties uh, from proven winners. Their annuals start at $7.99, and they're on sale for 20% off. Proven Winners is the number one plant brand and the only plant brand that focuses on the home gardener's success nationally. Callaway's Nursery and Proven Winners are committed to bringing you vibrant flowering annuals, perennials, and shrubs that deliver the most beautiful garden performance. And now many of the Proven Winter plants come in a game-changing compostable pot made in the USA. The Eco Grande is made from plants and it has organic nutrients built right into its walls. It can be planted directly into the landscape. As Eco Grande breaks down, it releases these nutrients and proteins directly into the root systems. This helps the plants grow bigger and faster all season long. Shop locally at their community stores, including their new store in Prosper. It's open. You can order online at Callaways.com and take advantage of their conventional, uh, convenient curbside pickup or delivery. They're open seven days a week. That's Callaway's Nursery. They are life lived beautifully. It's Callaway's.com. KLIF News and Information, 570 AM, 96.3 HD2. Well, all right, just like that. Let me tell you about my website, neilsperry.com. I'll do this quickly. That's where you go to buy my book. 
That's where you go to see my 1001 Frequently Asked Questions. It's where you go to sign up for eGardens. All of that is available to you at neilsperry.com. I also have archived the Frequently Asked Questions on St. Augustine and on Rose Rosette Virus right there on the homepage, both of those. That's N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. I'm David Agnew with Traeger Woodfire Grills. You can see them at all North Texas Ace Hardware stores. Ace is the place with Traeger Grills and the helpful hardware folks. Thank you, David, very, very much. No sales rep ever represented his products any better or her products any better than David Agnew does Traeger. Thank you, David. All right, let's go back to our phone lines. We go to another David in Greenville. David, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hey, Neil. Love your show. Thank you. I have fun with it. Thank you, sir. Good. I have. I love blue bonnets, and I have uh, several uh, patches of ground sloping where the, I have blue bonnets growing, and they come up nice and pretty and blue. And then about the time they come up, uh, tall grassy weeds come up and obscure them. And I've uh, I, I tried a product called Grass Be Gone, and it was supposed to be safe to use with the blue bonnets, and it didn't seem to work that well. Then, after everything died off, I glyphosated the area pretty good, and the weeds didn't come back until the blue bonnets came back. <laughs> so, what can I put down to that won't hurt the blue bonnets, won't keep them from from blossoming? But I'd like to kill kill back those uh, tall grassy weeds. What the uh, wildflower people always tell us is plant blue bonnets in the most godforsaken soil that you have because since they're legumes, they have the ability to fix nitrogen from the air in the soil and uh, nourish themselves. That's, that's kind of overly simplified, but they uh, essentially that's what they can do. And so they, um, they, can, they can exist in soil that nothing else really is very happy to be in. And if you look in nature on the hillsides where they're growing, they're usually in the worst of soils. And, and when we plant them, a lot of times we plant them in areas that we have either worked up as flower beds or uh, we've done all kinds of heroics to make ready for them, and they really don't want that. Now, having said that, there also are years in nature where the, the Blue Bonnet Trail people at various cities will say, well, our Blue Bonnets are not as good this year because we had so much rain that the grasses grew tall and are obscuring the flowers, just as you said. So there's no sure answer to it. Pre-emergent weed killers apply. What you what you have is probably uh, cool season weeds, uh, grasses that are coming up and growing during the late winter and, and spring. And so to prevent those, you would put out a pre-emergent right around Labor Day in early September, the first week of September. And uh, that would also inhibit the, the growth of some of the blue bonnets. So it's a catch yeah, that's 22. What I was worried about. Yeah, it's a catch 22. There's no really good answer. Is there any way to to uh, relocate the blue bonnets by collecting the seed and sowing them somewhere else? That's going to be your best bet if you have some areas where you don't have that grass. And maybe you could get rid of the grass in that area by using uh, Roundup on it when it's growing actively or something of that sort. You know, that might be a possibility also for you is to use a wick applicator. It's shaped somewhat like a hockey stick and just wipe it across the grass as it gets a little bit taller than the blue bonnets. That might be might be possible. I don't know. There's no there's no simple answer for you. Well, the places that the blue bonnets are growing are just uh, I didn't prepare the soil or anything. It's just a sloping area of my road ditch and then a sloping area on my pond bank. And uh, I just threw the seeds out there, and they just grew like crazy. Right, but you planted them there, and nature probably, well, I don't want to get into all that because they're just they're growing where there is other stuff growing, and there's moisture there. That's why the grasses are succeeding. Uh, and and you also need to think: Do I want to get rid of the of the grasses because I may need them on that pond bank uh, at other times in the fall, for example, or in the summer? If I get some rains, that might have erosion. Otherwise, I don't know what the grasses are. But 
the the one thing I would recommend to you is maybe reach out to the people at Wild Seed Farms in Fredericksburg. They sell blue bonnet seed and ask them. I'm sure this is not the only time it's been asked. They may have that on an FAQ page on their website, for all I know. What's That's the name of that outfit? Wild Seed, one word, Wild Seed Farms in Fredericksburg. Wild Seed Farms, okay. They're the, best, they're the best in the state, Wild Seed Farms I'll, in Fredericksburg. I'll look them up. All right, good deal. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Folks, this will be a very short ad for my book because I want to get to our pastor. We have something we want to share with you. And uh, I want to tell you about Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening and this very special sale price of thirty-two ninety-five, And it's going to go away very quickly uh, when I run out of fifth printing books. That's for the fifth printing. I've put it on sale. I want to clear the house of the fifth printing. The sixth printing is waiting delivery. The only difference is the, are those two paragraphs that refer to the cold of February 2021. And you already know what that is, so no big deal there. Uh, but you get a book with 11 chapters covering every aspect of outdoor gardening for the entire state of Texas, a book that is not in stores and not on Amazon, a book I chose to self-publish so I wouldn't have to work with committees so I could deliver the book that I wanted in the first place. Carolyn Skye and Cindy Smith, my editor and graphic designer respectively, helped me put this book together. 840 photos, 344 pages, hardback printed in Texas. Here are the two ways you can buy it. Not in stores, not on Amazon. Buy it from my website, call my office. Office phone number, Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW, G-R-O-W. 800-752-4769. The better way is at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L, S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. As soils go from dry to wet to dry, our foundations are taken along for the ride. Serious damage can ensue. If you're seeing signs of what you fear might be foundation issues, let the experts at Advanced Foundation Repair do their thorough evaluation on your home's foundation. It's free, and if you don't have foundation problems, they'll tell you so. Their work is affordable, and it's guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. Foundation Repair. Repairs.com. Arborological Services, the experts your trees deserve. Many times a month I refer people to this wonderful company because I know that they will have the finest of help with their trees. People ask me, who are those tree people you recommend? Arborological Services. Arborological.com, 866-552-7267. They serve all of Dallas and Tarrant Counties, Southern Collin and Denton Counties. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists. Most companies are doing well to have a couple. They have 12. And they also have three Arborists of the Year on their staff. I want to give you that phone number once again. It's 866-552-7267. Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc. Twitter, at The Tree Experts and online, arborological.com, for the finest in tree care, from basic tree care to heroic tree care, it's 866-552-7267, Arborological Services. I'm Dan Meyer from Salina Ace Hardware. I own my own Ace Hardware store because I enjoy serving the community of Salina. I am proud of my team that's there to serve you. We're Ace, the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Dan. And that store is beautiful. You will love it when you go in there. Thank you, Dan. Well, I am joined right now by my pastor, Pastor Tommy Brummett of the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. The website is sharingtheheart.org. That's the boilerplate of all of that. I kind of read the letterhead, didn't I? You did a good job, Neil. Hello this afternoon. Yeah, it's exactly right, Tommy. Tell us uh, what's going on in church tomorrow for those of us who are going to be there. So, so tomorrow we'll be gathering uh, in person and online. We start gathering in person. First service is at 8 o'clock, and we go till noon. Uh, and we will be meeting in our traditional service, our contemporary service. Our Melissa Church will be meeting in person and online. All of that can be found on the website you mentioned, sharingtheheart.org. Uh, tomorrow I'll be talking uh, about the Great Commission about Jesus telling his disciples to go 
and baptize and teach and remember. So we'll be talking about that tomorrow. That's wonderful. And folks, if you want to, if you want to see the live stream of Tommy's uh, uh, service and, and the rest of the service as well, that is at 10.05 at sharingtheheart.org. And uh, we obviously can't get to that. I'm doing my WBAP program until 10, and I may be fast. No, I'm not. I can't get to that quickly. So anyway, but, uh, but anyway, Tommy and I had the opportunity yesterday that comes up once a year or some years twice a year of attending the graduation of Serenity High in McKinney. And we sit together, and we, we see who goes the longest without crying because we're both kind of emotional guys. Wasn't that a beautiful service yesterday, Tommy? Oh, it was a beautiful day, and, and just to see people gathered there at the church. You know, we we had their graduation at our uh, church building, our youth building, and, and to see uh, the people who graduated from Serenity and to hear the stories and, and to see their families, it just touches you deeply. Uh, what, a, what a great thing it is uh, to Three be surrounded by community. Time. Oh, yeah. First mm-hmm. time we've ever had all men, uh, young men, graduating, and one of the fathers spoke and addressed uh, everybody there and then turned to the McKinney School Board and the superintendent and said, thank you for the vision of having this school. And uh, the school opened October 11, 1999, and there have been more than 300 graduates during that time. It's a small and very nurturing school. Some of the kids go back to their home schools, but it makes a real difference in the lives, doesn't it, Tommy? I know, and I know all your listeners are familiar with Serenity. Uh, it's a it's a high school for young people who have gone through a rehab and who are moving forward in their life and gives them the opportunity to earn their diploma and take the next steps. It's an amazing program, very rare uh, in the United States to have a program like this. It's an actual high school in McKinney ISD, Serenity High. Yes, and, and serving students from many other partnering districts around, it is a public school, and that's the thing that, that sets it apart. And it's been right. wonderful to, to watch that evolve. We had a, a really nice announcement. I talked to Julie Ferraro, the retired principal of Serenity, yesterday to tell her about graduation day. And she said, Neil, I just had a, a phone call from a graduate from 2006. And uh, she said she had just attained her Ph.D. yesterday. And that's just so wonderful. It's just, yeah. you know, they, they, the kids, so many of them go on. It gives them a second chance to realize they are very, very special in the eyes of God and of their parents and of themselves. It rebuilds their self-esteem. So. Listen, we, we all need a second chance, and we all need to be surrounded by a community yep. that loves us and cares for us and helps us, and that's exactly what Serenity High does. Absolutely, and I want to hasten to say that when I ask Tommy for somebody, a lay person, a, a clergy person from, uh, uh, from our church, because our church has a lot of wonderful pastors uh, who might be willing to serve on the Serenity High Advisory Board, I think I'd like that assignment was about how long it took him to say that that's right (laughs) and tommy's been on our board for a long long time so thank (laughs) you tommy all right well i'll let you go sharing the heart.org first united methodist church downtown mckinney come join us folks and join mike bass and me tomorrow morning on wbap 8 until 10 thanks for listening happy garden